0: It's Curious City, where we take your questions about Chicago and the region and investigate, report, explore, from WBEZ. Hey, I'm Curious City reporter Monica Eng. And for years, I've been covering how toxic lead got into Chicago's drinking water. What I've found is a long line of Chicago mayors who either created the problem, ignored the problem, or just made it worse. But recently, we got a new mayor. Lori Lightfoot. And when she was still a candidate, she told me something groundbreaking about Chicago's lead service lines. These are the pipes that bring water into most Chicago homes. Now keep in mind, no mayor has ever admitted they're a problem. I think it's critically important that we provide people with information and that we work with them to um, get rid of the lead service lines. What? Yeah, she admitted we have a lead problem. And that's not all she said. We have to come clean, provide people with information and, and give them an, uh, uh, options on how to remediate the lead in the water in their homes. And I just don't think the city of Chicago has done nearly a good enough job of being transparent and being a partner with city residents on this incredibly important issue. So now that she's mayor, what's the plan for this incredibly important issue? Well, I've asked and I've gotten nothing. Just a statement that our people are still waiting for a feasibility study. One that, P.S., was supposed to come out last spring. In other words, right now, nothing's happening. And that gets us to the question we're tackling today. It was sent in by a guy named Mike Stevens. He asked us how many miles of lead pipe Chicago would need to remove to tackle the lead issue. Well, I did a little math. Turns out it's around 4,500 miles. That's enough pipe to get you from Chicago to San Francisco and back again. And have enough pipe left over to get you to Green Bay. That's because 80% of Chicago homes still get their water through lead pipes, which can release lead into the water. And health authorities, they say no amount of lead is safe to drink. See, lead can do a lot of damage. It's linked to heart and kidney disease in adults, and in kids, it can cause violent behavior and learning problems. So those 4,500 miles of pipe Mike asked about, they put most Chicagoans at risk of lead exposure every day. the next question is really how Chicago would get rid of these pipes. Water Department Commissioner Randy Connor has said it could take decades and cost more than $4 billion. Which may explain the silence from Mayor Lightfoot, who's already struggled to balance the budget this year. But it's not impossible. Dozens of cities across the country have already started and even finished getting rid of their lead lines. they found ways to do the work and protect the public health in spite of the cost. So I wanted to know just how they were doing it, and I hit the road to visit a few of the best examples. It turns out I didn't have to look far. My first stop was just over the border in Gary, Indiana. Here, they're replacing lead service lines as part of water main work. Like this neighborhood near 35th Street, where 95% of homes have lead service lines. This whole block is getting new lines, and that includes a local daycare on the corner. It's in a single-story brick building with a rainbow-colored sign and a play yard in back.
1: My name is Amanda Williams, and I am
0: the lead preschool teacher at Trainer Pachal Learning Center. Williams said she was thrilled when officials said they'd be changing the daycare's lead lines.
1: That was good news. I was very excited about that because our water is very important.
0: Very important, especially at daycares, because a small amount of lead can have a big impact on a child's brain development. She says most parents bring formula from home.
1: But we still use water to give the children to drink water like we have water time.
0: And this daycare and nearby homes, they're not paying thousands of dollars to get new service lines. How is that possible? Well, it might surprise you. Because it's the work of a private company that supplies water to Gary and about one-fifth of the state. It's called Indiana American Water. And after the Flint water crisis a few years ago, they decided to remove all the lead from the water system where they operate. To learn more, I talked to the company's president, Matt Prine.
1: We wanted to be able to partner with our our customers and do it at an affordable level.
0: So they spread out the cost to all their Indiana customers, whether they have a lead line or not. This way, they can give the clean lines to their low-income customers too.
1: So being able to spread that cost minimizes the impact on the individual homeowner, but it is spread across our, our customer base here in Indiana.
0: So Pryne says they're treating it like any other system improvement. Every customer pays as part of their water bill.
1: And they tend to be homes with you know moms and dads that are working hard, but just don't have the means to be able to afford, you know, what could be a five to $8,000 cost.
0: In Chicago, a homeowner who wanted to do this would have to do it on their own, and that would make it a lot more expensive. But before Indiana American Water could start replacing the lead service lines, they needed to change some laws. That's because the section of the pipe on private property belongs to the homeowner. And so they needed to get permission from the state to pay for it with money from water bills. Chicago has similar ownership laws. So if the city went this particular route, it would have to tackle the same issue. So what's Matt Prine's advice to Chicago on dealing with the cost?
1: It's not going away, and and it's frankly increasing year over year as we go by. So the sooner you begin, uh, the better.
0: So what did I learn in Indiana? If the law gets in the way, change it. And spread out the cost to all water utility customers. But Chicagoans recently got some big water bill hikes, and boosting those rates again could be kind of tricky. So is there another option for a super broke city to do this? I went to Detroit to find out. Not only has the city been reeling from disinvestment, political scandals and bankruptcy for years, but it also happens to have more than 100,000 lead lines, second only to Chicago. But despite the city's troubles, here in Detroit they're doing something about it. They're also raising rates and tapping into a combination of federal and local funds. So there's no direct cost to residents. When I arrived in Detroit, the head of the Environmental Protection Agency was even visiting a lead replacement site. He also gave a pep talk to the lead replacement workers like Billy Bowen.
1: They explained that the lead actually drops IQ points and in fetuses it's very damaging and all that and he's actually saving babies, children and the future of everything by taking the lead out of the ground. And he thanked us and our crew out here doing it. It's not the funnest thing to do, but we get out here and we do it, and we are happy to do it.
0: A lot of Detroiters I spoke to were already on board, like Dee Dee Glover. She was thrilled about the new service line installed at her house just a few days before I got there. I'm definitely happy because of the, the problem that they had with Flint. I don't want it out here. I know a lot of people that have gotten sick behind it. My
1: nephew in Rhode Island has gotten sick. He was... Uh, Two months old at the time and they didn't know that there was lead in the water and he had lead in the house also so he got lead poisoning and he's kind of slow learning and everything now so it does affect you really bad you know
0: deputy water director palencia mobley says communication has been a key part of their program they need homeowners permission to swap out the lead line so they've been setting up lawn chairs in areas where they're doing the water main work and they talk to neighbors about the importance of getting rid of their lead lines at the same time the main work is being done.
1: Because you're already there, you've already begun excavation, you're already digging, and it's about a $1,500 to $2,000 savings per property. If you come back and do it separate, then you're gonna pay more.
0: This is a theme I heard in every town I visited — save money by replacing the lead while you're already down there doing the main work. But sadly, Chicago's been doing water main replacements for the past decade, replacing more than 700 miles already. Advocates had been pleading with the city to take the lead out at the same time under Rahm Emanuel's watch. But it didn't happen, and the project is almost 90% done. So, to recap, in Indiana and Detroit, they're slowly replacing lead lines at no direct cost to residents. They're paying for it all with a combination of funds, including money from water bills. They're getting residents and city leaders on board with lots of education, and they're cutting costs by wrapping it all into the water main work. But Chicago has mostly missed the boat on the water main savings, and the city's got big money problems. So, is there another way? I headed down to the river town of Cincinnati to find out. There, the city helps folks get rid of their lead lines even if they're not doing main work on the block. And while the service isn't free, the city does make it affordable. When I got into town, I went to the Mount Auburn neighborhood to visit Rosalind Manifold. She said earlier this year, the city was doing work on her street and found a lead line leading to her home.
1: They said it would need to be replaced. And, of course, the big panic set in.
0: She panicked about not having water during construction, but also about the unexpected cost.
1: We first got estimates that were around 10 grand. We were thinking, uh-oh, would we have to take an equity loan on the house to get that fixed? Or what? what are we going to do?
0: But the city has a program. It covers about half the cost for most residents and even more for those who qualify like Manifold. It's called Help Eliminate Lead Pipes, or the HELP program. So the residents pay for some of it, and the city pays for some more through the operating budget and capital funds. But they even get more creative when it comes to funding the HELP program. Water Department spokesperson Tiffany Hardy says they rely on things like private donations. We have payroll deductions where city employees could donate a certain amount per pay period. Yeah, City workers volunteer to help pay for it from their own paychecks. Then they have what they call Thirsty Thursdays. A lot of the breweries here in Cincinnati really love the fact that they get good, clean, quality drinking water to help with their beer. And so on Thursdays, we have fundraisers where people can come out, support their community, and a good portion of the proceeds from that night go to our help program. Yep, keggers to help the needy get clean water. But even with these innovative ideas and the cost sharing, the plan was a tough sell in the city council.
1: There was pushback because, you know, it's like opening up Pandora's box.
0: That's Vice Mayor Chris Smitherman.
1: How is this going to be paid for? Who's going to pay for it?
0: But Smitherman said he convinced his fellow councilmen by stressing it was about more than just finances.
1: I think it's a moral issue to say this is incredibly important for all of us. You know, if we are going to have a healthy community, it has to be led safe. It has to be as best as you can, lead-free.
0: Deputy Water Commissioner Verna Arnett says they couldn't have launched the project without a city leader like Smitherman in their corner. I ask what else Mayor Lori Lightfoot should know. Just get started. You can develop a program. You have to realize you're going to make changes over time as things progress and as you learn. But you just need to get started. So Lightfoot said we need to get rid of the lead. The lead. But seven months into her term, we're still waiting to get started. Curious City is supported by the Conant Family Foundation. The story got grant support from the Solutions Journalism Network. I'm Monica Eng. Next time on Curious City we dive into the controversy.
1: This town is divided right down the middle on this topic.
0: Of course, we're talking about dibs. You know, using a chair or other junk to save the parking space you shoveled out after a big snow. We'll hear from both sides, including a certain former mayor.
1: If someone spends all their time digging that car out, we that not drive into that spot. The <laughs> <laughs> legal and moral implications of dibs.
0: That's next time on WBEZ's Curious City.